Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact, you can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff: shirts and polos, activewear, and fine leather goods, all at fifty to eighty percent less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Michael Reed on LMFM. Friday morning, the 12th of June. Good morning with much debate and discussion from now till 11am. This is Michael Reed on LMFM. If you need childcare, you are, I'm sure, in no doubt, acutely aware, in fact, of the government's 75 million euro plan to help the sector reopen on the 29th of June. There will be reopening grants available, once-off capital grants, a continuation of the wage subsidy scheme up to the end of August, as well as subsidies for parents. Minister Catherine Saponi suggested this week that this will mean parents will be able to avail of childcare from July and at no extra cost. The Taoiseach Leo Vradker told the Dáil yesterday it is a good plan and will provide a solution for the months of July and August. What happens after that, he said, will be up to the next government. Mary Lou MacDonald said, however, there is considerable alarm and stress for parents, undoubtedly confusion and some anger within the child care sector following this announcement and we're joined by the Sinn Féin President. Good morning to you Mary Lou MacDonald and thank you for joining us Uh, as always. Your criticism yesterday was scathing. You said the measures announced by the government do not constitute a plan and they do not comprise a solution. Well yes unfortunately um, now some may say well an announcement of something is better than nothing. Um, However, what we actually needed and still need is a comprehensive plan that brings us to September, but beyond September as well. And the announcement of those additional grants and supports that you that you uh, mentioned, uh, Mike, uh, were welcomed by childcare providers. But it's recognised that they're necessary. They're, They're not even the bare minimum that will be required. Uh, to ensure safety in places of care and to ensure that the premises are fit, if you like, for the new the new public health uh, concerns and standards. The big issue is this, is that uh, even now, and we're weeks into this crisis, and bear in mind we had been promised a, a particular childcare scheme for frontline workers, that never materialised. We waited again, the sector waited again, parents waited again. Mm. And we have something that at best could be described as a stopgap. And even with these measures, many, many providers who do ordinarily open in uh, the summer uh, to provide services and care for children, many of them are saying they're simply not going to be in a position to do that. Let's take the, the, for for example, Mm. the issue of wages, because you said there that the wage subsidy scheme 
will continue until August, and that's right. But of course, it, it should also be remembered that there has been for the last number of months a very particular wage scheme for workers in the childcare sector. By the way, uh, Mike, these are workers who are not very well paid and who are hugely well qualified. Mm. And they have, so far, the state has covered all of their wages, not just 70% or 85%. As in from the end of this month, the state will no longer carry all of the wages. And then at the end of August, all bets are off. And what providers are saying very clearly is that they simply won't be in a position to reopen their doors. This isn't, by the way, about anybody turning a profit. What we're looking at here is the necessity to have a plan that just secures the viability and the survival of an absolutely critical sector and service for our children, for our parents, for our workforce, and a thing that we need to get right to enable us to get back out, roll up our Mm. sleeves, and rebuild the economy. I think to some extent the Taoiseach did recognise that it is a stopgap, but even at that there are problems, as you say. Uh, and one of uh, the things we've been hearing is that time is of the essence uh, because yeah. some of these grants will apply to providers if they open on the 29th or within a week of that. And they won't have the time to do what's required of them. And when it comes to these capital grants, they have to get three quotes and so on. Uh, and to do that in this climate can be very difficult. Absolutely. So... Look, um, we have to be, the, the system has to be reasonable and has to be fair and has to be flexible at these times. And I know that there are, what, there's 27,000 childcare workers and 4,000 what are called ancillary workers, but who also work in, in childcare settings. I mean, those people need to know that they will have a job to go back to. And they also need to know that their incomes will be secured. I mean, the idea that we would reopen childcare, but say to childcare workers who, as I said previously, mm. are not very well paid, that they're going to take a 15% yeah. cut is, right. is not a runner. The idea either, Mike, that we would reopen services, but say to parents, sorry, but there's going to be a hike in your childcare fees, that's not a runner. So there has to be a sense of realism, and that means more resources. I, I, I believe that the, the level of consultation between the system and childcare providers was sketchy, was patchy. I think it's improved. It needs to improve some more. And I think the government needs to learn how to listen mm. and to actually hear when providers and workers and parents are saying this is this sector is under critical, critical pressure and we need substantial Uh, interventions, then that needs to be heard because I'm conscious that lots of parents who want to uh, return their children to early education Mm. and to childcare are going to hold back for a while and wait and see. People are anxious. Well, some of them have lost their jobs as well, of course. Yeah, Yeah, And and, and lots of people then have lost their jobs. I mean, Mm. people's worlds have been turned topsy-turvy. So for the government to kind of go half the way, to offer half measures... I think is really, really wrong. I think it's wrong when it comes yeah. to special education, you know, summer provision. It's wrong when it comes to education mm. generally. And it's wrong in terms of childcare and early education. And mark this, this will have an effect on people's ability to return to work, mm. particularly women, not exclusively women, but particularly women. This is going to have a really, really serious effect. So I appealed to the Taoiseach and the government yesterday to just go back to the drawing board and just to consider things again and to listen 
to what people, what parents and the sector are telling you. I and that has to include, Mike, the, the women who are outside the doll yesterday. Yeah. I don't know if you saw them. Oh, I did, yeah. Who are looking for the maternity uh, leave extension. Mm-hmm. So. And it's very much related to this as well. I mean, come back Absolutely. to that in a, a moment. If, if I could just stay with uh, the issue, uh, the government plan, the 75 million euro plan, for another moment or two, because I think you're right to mention the low levels of pay for childcare workers. Uh, and uh, it's... An Irish oddity, I think, but caring is a thankless job. Whether you're caring for the young or caring for the old, uh, you'll be a very skilled person, you'll be a very qualified person and you'll be a very low paid person. On the other side of that is the cost of care uh, and the cost of nursing home care is through the roof and childcare is unaffordable for so many people. So the idea of that cost increasing uh, is horrific and will force people to stay at home. Uh, And you're suggesting that if that is uh, the case, and you're saying that it could be very well the case, but if that is uh, the case, uh, that uh, some of these providers will close uh, and that the childcare workers will go on the dole. uh, And indeed, I suppose some of the mammies, as you say, it's predominantly women, uh, won't go back to work. That's the worst case scenario. But we have to do everything that we can to make sure that that doesn't happen. I mean, that's the worst, worst case scenario. Um, But my fear is if the government continues to drag its feet, if it continues to imagine that just, you know, a Maria kind of sticking plaster answer for today is enough to solve this problem. They're very, very wrong. Bear in mind that this is a sector and this is a section of workers and providers who were under the most enormous pressure long before the COVID um, crisis came to our shores. They were out in their thousands in record numbers on the streets, giving their message loud and clear that we need resources, we need investment, we need a proper structure for our, for our workers, who, let me emphasise, are highly qualified professionals and yet who have really insecure work and very low pay. All of these were big issues anyhow. And then along comes uh, along comes this virus. So I don't want this to turn into a he said, she said, mm. or a, a Barney between myself and Leo Varadkar. I want us to get to a place where we actually have a viable plan. That means more money. It means more resources. It means flexibility in terms of maternity leave. It means we need to look at parental leave, you know, that mm. people are entitled to for under 12. And the state is going to have to support people in circumstances where they still have work, they want want to get back to work, but for some reason they can't uh, in the short or medium term uh, uh, avail of childcare. And over the, the, the longer trajectory, ultimately, over the next number of years, we have to step by step make childcare and early education okay. a fully-fledged public service. All right, let's... Uh, ta- what we need to do. Let, let's talk about the women outside of Leinster House and indeed many more women around the country because some 25,000 people have signed a petition which would see maternity leave extended for three months. I'm not sure if there was confusion or a case of he said, she said yesterday in the doll yesterday, but the Taoiseach seemed confused as to whether the question was about maternity leave or maternity benefit. But he, he did say that he would look at any proposals... Uh, that uh, you would bring forward. Yeah, and I, maybe he was confused, or maybe he was dancing on the head of a pin. Of course, it refers to both. It's the leave, and then it's the benefit payment that is associated with that leave. So the women came together. Can I just commend everybody involved in the collecting of this petition? Uplift the National Women's Council, but but mainly the women who initiated this themselves. 
Um, and they've gathered, as you say, 25,000 signatures. Some of them were outside the door with their gorgeous bundles of joy. Um, and they were just telling their, their stories like these are young parents that brought home their babies in the most extraordinarily and isolated set of circumstances. They're anxious like everybody else. Lots of them tell me that uh, they haven't even had a chance to introduce the newcomer to their wider family, to the grandparents. And they're anxious now because they see no coherent plan for childcare. And they ask themselves, with their infant baby, what do we do next? They need breathing space. They need a bit of room. To me, this is a matter of common sense um, to allow parents of very young children um, who are on uh, maternity leave and benefit in the course of this pandemic to have that period extended for three months. I think it's a good move in terms of health and safety. It's a good move in terms of people's mental health and stress levels. And just an acknowledgement mm. of the fact that, that as of yet, the state and the government don't have all the answers in terms of childcare. So we haven't got that one over the line yet. I'm very hopeful that we will. I think there's huge... Um, public sentiment uh, in favour of this um, and I very much hope that the, the government are as good as their word and that they actually consider this and that they act on it very quickly. Okay and uh, just to conclude uh, if I can you've been critical of uh, the childcare plan which uh, the Taoiseach said uh, will run through July and September and you're concerned uh, about what will happen over those two months. He said though after uh, sorry July and August he said though, after that from September onwards uh, that that will be uh, something for the new government uh, to look at Uh, Do you believe uh, that there will be a new government in place by then and that perhaps next Thursday the Dáil will be electing Micheál Martin as Taoiseach? Well, I think firstly it's an extraordinary remark for a serving Taoiseach on an issue so important, so critical and sensitive to families the length and breadth of the country to say that's somebody else's problem. You see, I I just don't, I think, I I can't frankly get my, my head around that. Uh, There needs to be a government formed and it needs to happen sooner rather than later. Uh, We're still waiting. Um, Those that uh, have been admitted to talks, um, we are advised may or may not produce some form of agreement uh, over the weekend. You know, Mike, that uh, they chose early on to exclude us. That's been a very deliberate strategy on the part of Fianna Fáil and Fine Gael. I do not relish the thoughts of the Fine Gael and Fianna Fáil administration again. I think it's a recipe for more of the same. I, 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 to this day, believe that there is still the potential for a much stronger government formation. Um, but the, the others have chosen to exclude us. I mean, that's a, it's a disgraceful turn of events and it's disrespectful to the many, many people who voted for, for Sinn Féin candidates the length and breadth of the country. Mm. Uh, But that is what they've chosen to do. And to to answer you really honestly, Mm. um, it's anybody's guess at this stage. The the news this morning seems to be that that there is uh, an agreement in prospect. Um, Let's see if that materialises. And then there's the issue of the parties getting it through their respective uh, party machines. But I I imagine Mm -hmm. that there are many, many people who are in parties other than Sinn Féin who will recognise the simple fact that Fianna Fáil and Fine Gael together is not change. It, it is a recipe 
for more of the same. And I think that's not what we need okay. to do clearly at this time. With the support of the Greens, if they do it, uh, will Eamon Ryan be the tallisher or will it be a Catherine Martin, do you believe? Uh, or do you have any sympathy for the position I, I, that Eamon Ryan has found himself in? It's very odd, isn't it, that a party leader is facing an avalanche of political criticism from within his own party. Et tu, Brute? <laughs> Indeed. Um, well, look, I don't. That's a matter for, for the Green Party themselves. I think the the remark on the floor of the doll yesterday was uh, unfortunate. I don't think for a second that uh, Eamon Ryan harbours any racist sentiment. I don't. I don't no. believe that for a moment. Mm-hmm. That said, mm-hmm. um, obviously, these are uh, very, very sensitive uh, times around the whole issue of race and race relations and racism very important debate globally and nationally so I understand why people were taken aback but uh, as as for Eamon Ryan I, I don't believe he, he harbours any such sentiment whatsoever Okay, thank you very much indeed for joining us as always, much appreciated. That is uh, Sinn Féin President Mary Lou MacDonald Michael, Michael Reed on, on LMFM, LMFM.